Shalom everybody uh, Today is the fast day, the 17th of Tammuz I'm a bit weak, but I'll do my best to go over something on the Parsha This week's Parsha is so rich Parshat Pinchas In the Zohar, it's like a big, thick section Midrash also, not as big, but <clears throat> There's something which is really amazing Everything's amazing, but An amazing insight on the daughters of Tzlovchad To explain the parasha goes into the goral, the lottery, the casting lottery of lots for the designation of giving out 12 sections of the Holy Land to the 12 tribes. It was done by lot. And then the parasha goes into the daughters of Slavchad. Because normally who inherits the land? Which, which people in the tribes inherit the land of Israel? The males, not the females. So the daughters, the five daughters, five sisters, who were the daughters of Tzlovchad, descended from Yosef HaTzadik, okay? They came before Moshe Rabbeinu with a question. The question was, <coughs> our father did not leave behind any boys, and he also stressed that Tzlovchad, he wasn't killed, in, he didn't die in the plague or any punishment like that. He died for his own sin. He was the one who was Mekoshesh Etzim. He's the one who was gathering trees and branches on Shabbat, which is a clear melacha, a prohibition. And he was, he was killed for that, because of Chilul Shabbat. So they said that our father was not from any of the other groups of Jews who were punished. He was punished for his own sins. He left behind no sons. Where are the daughters? Okay, so now who inherits the lands? If now we are not considered to be children... Uh, and sons, we're not, we're not considered to be proper inheritors of the land so, and that means we're not considered to be an actual child, if that's the case so let our mother do, you, do yibum which is the law of, you know, when a man doesn't leave behind children, the wife can, has to marry, it's a mitzvah for her to marry the brother of the deceased husband but if now we are children, so then give us the land, so the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu said to them let, wait and let me see what Hashem says Okay, let's find out what the, and the word the wording used in the parsha is mishpatan. Let us see what is the law regarding this case. Mishpatan, the law for these daughters, these these four daughters of Zavchat. In the Sefer Torah, in every standard Sefer Torah today, the nun is written big. The last letter, mishpatan, their law is written big. The nun, okay, and then it says the Torah. The Hashem, Moshe asked Hashem. And he said, Stand and let me see what Hashem says. So Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ken benot dovrot. The daughters are speaking right. A funny word, ken. Yes, yes, and correct. It is true what they're saying is correct. And Rashi says what he brings down. Hashem says, This is how it's written in front of me, in my Torah up above. This is what's written in my Torah up above. That now, in the case, where a man doesn't live behind sons, only daughters, and now he's eligible to inherit part of the land of Israel, so the land goes to the daughters, okay? And then Rashi brings down another point, that you see that they saw something which not even Moshe Rabbeinu saw. In other words, they brought down something. The question is, Rashi brings down the question, how come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see this? So they say, the, the Rashi brings a few th- ideas. One is that literally, nit'alem, that it was hidden from Moshe Rabbeinu, this halacha. It didn't come to his mind. And these daughters 
who were so righteous and so good, they were deserving that the halacha should be written in their name and come down through them. So Hashem purposely made it that Moshe Benu didn't see, and the wording Rashi uses is amazing, that they saw something that he didn't see. So there's so many questions on this parasha, it's unbelievable. What's this big letter Nun? And what's so special, number two, what's so special of the law of inheritance for a daughter, you know, that it sticks out, that it wasn't revealed, and was needed the five daughters of Tzlovcha of, of, uh, to reveal it. So the Rabbeinu Bachyeng, he says about the big nun, that this law is emanating from the 50th level, which is the Keter, again the Keter, the, the level of the Keter, it's so high, that's why the Nun, the Nun is numerically value of 50, right? And 50 corresponds to the sphere of Keter normally in the Kabbalah. We associate the number 50 with the Keter. 49 are multiples of the seven lower spherot. But once you tap into that, that 7 times 7, for example, it's up to 49, right? But when you get, <coughs> sorry, when you get to the number 50, it's already above this world. It's above, it's above the level of anything else and it goes already to the level of the Keter. So these daughters, they tapped into a level of Torah which is so high above. So the question is, what's so significant? What's so special about in giving the land of Israel to daughters when there's no sons? Okay? So there's a deep commentary in the Kabbalah. I forgot the name, excuse me, I'm sorry. Something, Atara, something. He says something very interesting. He says, the nature of the land of Israel is that it sustains, it's a nourisher. It nourishes the rest of the world. Ideally, the whole world is nourished to the Holy Land. Now, nourishing and giving is normally, normally a male as opposed to female attribute. When a man gets married to a woman, he gives a ktuba. He writes in the ktuba, I will take care of you, I will feed you. It's like today with women's lib, where now you have women, they make more money than the men, and she's running the home, and that just totally destroys the values of a Jewish home, Hashem Irachim. Here, it's normally the man is the one who's the breadwinner. The man is the one, a zakhar, according to the Kabbalah, according to the Torah, the features of a masculine attitude is to be a giver to be a giver. And a female, a nukva, like the word nokev, there's a hole, it's like a receptacle. She's a receiver, just like in the physical makeup of a woman, for reproduction, she has, she's made like a receptacle to carry the baby within. She's a receiver. She receives from the man, from the husband, and, and then they can produce together. So, Eretz Yisrael is like a male aspect, has a male attitude in it, which is that of giving, not of receiving. And here, they asked the question, women now who are receivers, can they inherit the land of Israel? So seemingly it's two opposites. The land of Israel is a land of giving. It's a, it's a nourisher. It's a giving. It's a male aspect. That's why the males, a male inherited the land of Israel. But in our case, where well, there's no male. So now, and we're being females, females being receivers, can we receive the energy and the holiness and the land, in other words, property, ownership of land of Israel, which means all these characters, these characteristics and these attitudes of being a giver. So this was a very high concept. Why is it so high? Because again, normally, yes, normally Eretz Yisrael is a giver, but now in the state of the exile that we're in, this is explained by Rabbi Nachman in Lesson 47 and in the commentary of the Cherner Rav, the, the Papa of the Chochmah, that in exile, 
It's exact opposite. The, the holiness of Eretz Yisrael is so hidden. It's so concealed. The evil has taken the, the Shekhinahs in exile. The Jewish people are in exile. Even if now Jews are returning to the, to the Holy Land, we're still technically in exile still. We have half the Jews in the world outside of the Holy Land, and we have no big temple, no nothing. We're still waiting and waiting and waiting. So we're in an exile format. And in an exile format, the normal Shefa, the normal bounty, is coming from the diaspora to the Holy Land. Like we see, this is the, the Tehranor points out. We see that the majority of Jews living in the Holy Land are almost, almost entirely dependent on support and charity from the Jews of the Diaspora. So that the nourishment is coming from the Diaspora to the Holy Land. In this case, the Diaspora, the exile, the lands outside the Holy Land being like in a negative, a, a female, normally they should be female, receivers, receiving from the Holy Land, but now in exile it's switched. That the Holy Land has a, has a female attitude, and the, 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 the diaspora and the Jews in the diaspora have a masculine attitude, okay? So this is what, this is what was really the, the question behind what was going on. Can a female inherit the Holy Land? Eretz Yisrael is a giver land, and we're females receivers. It contradicts, it can't, make, it can't be together. And yet it is. But this level of that the Holy Land has to be a receiver, go in receiving mode, like in exile, is and, and meaning that things are not like they should be, they're not ideal, it's exile. Exile is the concept of Nosen explains of the exchanged chambers, where things are not in the right place, things are not as they should be. Ideally, properly, we should be in the Holy Land with the Holy Temple built, the Beit HaMikdash and Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead and everything just blissful and beautiful. That's ideal. But, but we're not like that. Everything is upside down. Why is everything upside down? Because we have a job of collecting what's called holy sparks that are trapped in the exile. Holy chaps trapped in, trapped in exile make it that things are not as they should be. That holiness has to go outside the domains of holiness in order to bring back the Kedusha. This is the idea of exile. This idea that we have to go and collect, and collect and collect, and to receive, okay? So this level is really unfathomable, that yet in such a, a hidden concealment, you can find holiness, it's called exchange chambers, that things are not right, that there's such a confusion, everything's mumbled. So this, in a sense, is the idea of exile, yes? The idea of the exchange chambers. And Eretz Yisrael today is in that state, unfortunately. So long as we're still in technically in exile, Eretz Yisrael is on receiving mode, which in a sense is like collecting holy sparks in a, in a hiddenness. Because when a person has to receive, that means a lack. I'm lacking. A lacking is not necessarily a, a positive attitude. When you're lacking, how could you give? How could you give if you're lacking? If you're in your need. So a person in need, which means lacking what he needs, <laughs> lacking holiness and sustenance and everything it's in a sense the idea of the exchange chambers it's in exile okay but it's necessary to find holy sparks trapped there so this is the idea of exile this the idea of a feministic attitude but in it is hidden a high level Rav Nosen explains this is the secret of a woman about a woman of valor it's written in Proverbs in Mishlei, Eshet Chayil, Ateret Ba'ala. A woman of valor 
As opposed to the second verse that everybody knows from Friday night, Eshet Chayil Mi Yimtza, it's written a second time in the book of Proverbs, Eshet Chayil Ateret Bala, a woman of valor is a crown to her husband. So the word Atara means crown, like Keter, and Avnosan explains that the secret of a woman emanates from the Keter. That on one hand, the woman is a receiver, she's under her husband, but on the other hand also the woman is drawn from the Keter, from a higher level than the husband. What's going on? It's the woman's needs and necessities towards her husband, which in a way pull him downwards and force him to be a giver towards her and take time from other pursuits that he's trying to advance. But in this sense, this allows him to reach a higher level called the Keter by going downwards towards the needs of the wife or <laughs> in Shalom Bait issues where the woman drives the husband crazy and she makes him upside down and he takes it in a proper vein. All this is in order for him to tap into the Keter. So when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu about the daughters of Tzlovchad, He said the word Ken, Kaf Nun, yes, indeed, the daughters of Tzlovchad are speaking right. Kaf Nun is Gematria 50. In other words, what they're saying, their statement of giving the Holy Land, which is a giving land, a land of giving, to a woman who's a receiver, a recipient attitude, this is written already and the Torah which is before me, which is the Torah higher than what you can perceive, Moshe Rabbeinu. It's the level of the 50th gate. Because as, as a reminder, Moshe Rabbeinu only perceived the 50th level in his passing, in a full level. He was buried in Har Nevo. The, the Kabbalah teaches, the Zohar teaches, Nevo is Nun Bo. <clears throat> that in, the, in his passing and being buried in Har Nevo, he reached the 50th level. Nun is 50, Bo in it. He was able to internalize finally the 50th level. So they surpassed his vision because this was technically not a normal Torah law. Yes, it stucks out because the whole idea of Eretz Yisrael, again, is giving. But in exile, which is a feministic attitude, if you want to call it, of finding holy sparks trapped in mundanity, meaning receiving mode. Yes, in this case where there's no sons, the women get it, okay? That's also why, by the way, there were five daughters, five is a, each one is a multiple of 10. So in a sense, the five daughters of Tzlovchad, they hinted to the 50th level. There's much more to delve in this idea, but this is the, in a nutshell, why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see what they, they saw, because they're coming from the level of the Keter, their perspective and attitude in this Torah law, and specifically this law of women inheriting the Holy Land, is a concept of Torah emanating from the 50th level of the Keter. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. How could a woman inherit the Holy Land? Give it to another male uh, relative. If now the man didn't live behind daughters, okay, so give it to his brothers. He has no brothers, his father. And like we do in other halacha, you find someone else on the male, the father, the, the husband's side to inherit the land. No, we give the land to the woman because this is the case of the Holy Land in exile. That to, uh, to elevate holy sparks, it's needed in, in, in order to, it's, this is what's needed in order to collect them. Is it the Shem Shabbat Shalom? All the best.